Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, welcome to Elijah Streams. Today is Monday, November 7th, 2022. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz. Happy Monday. You know, today's our Mondays with Johnny Enlow unfiltered, and I know he has a lot to say about this week. Um, this is such an important week uh, for everyone. I know you guys are all feeling feeling that prophetically this week. So before we bring on Johnny, we have one quick announcement. A brand new episode of American Warriors is premiering today at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you guys check out American Warriors. You can find them on Rumble or on YouTube. Subscribe, like, and share the video. Today's episode is about a Marine Colonel, Mike Brock. He's a veteran of Vietnam, Desert Shield, Desert Storm, and Somalia Operation Restore Hope. Wow, he's part of a lot, isn't he, guys? 26 years of service and a witness and participant in some of the most historic military events of the 20th century. Here's the preview. They said, don't you know what's going on? I said, no, I don't. And he says, there's a war going on. Saddam Hussein has invaded Kuwait. And they said, get back. I was commanding officers, the Surveillance Reconnaissance Intelligence Group. I had uh, reconnaissance assets, uh, intelligence, RPVs and force recons were eyes on target provide early warning of any enemy movement on the ground. Five warlords fighting for control of Mogadishu or the country. I've never seen so much devastation without airstrikes and massive artillery. He said, what's that smell? I said, that's rotting bodies. He says, how do you know that? I said, well, you learn that from being in conflict. I'm Mike Brock. I'm a retired Marine Colonel. I served 26 years. I'm a veteran of Vietnam, Desert Shield, Desert Storm, and Somalia. Wow. Thank you, Colonel Mike Brock, for your service and for keeping our freedom free and all you fought. And we just pray blessings upon you and your family in Jesus' name. Well, without further ado, let's welcome our guest today, Johnny Enlow. 1349 hours declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Hey, Johnny, welcome to the show. Hello, Kelsey. Good to see you again. Well, it's an exciting week. It is. You know, I was just listening to our promo, though. The very last words were, we're almost there. It was like, well, this week may be one of the biggest we're almost there's ever. So this is going to be amazing. Yes. And I know, I mean, I feel so, so much weight. I know there's prayer watches all over the place happening tomorrow. And I just thought that we could just open up in prayer. Um, if you would just pray for the nation and I'll let you kind of go into all the stuff that you have, but I thought first we could pray. Yeah, that, that sounds really good, Kelsey. Lord, we just thank you for this time. We recognize it is a day as no other. None of us have ever lived in such a time, such a day as this. And our spirits perceive both the soberness and the opportunity of the moment. 
And Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would release your presence, that you would release the angels assigned to our nation, to the nations at this time, at this time of great change, great transition, that you would be sovereign, that you would be the one who releases the kingdom blueprint through your angels, through your sons and daughters who are rising in obedience to you. Thank you that um, we have amazing days straight ahead, that uh, you're the God who walks with us. You're the God who actually crosses over with us as with the disciples. When there was a storm, you had prefaced it by saying we're crossing over. And there's a little storm, but we're crossing over. And we thank you for those words for us at this time. We thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for the encouragement you'll have in at this time now. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Johnny, I'm going to let you go because you always have so much to share with us on Mondays. It's packed full. Well, so let me just speak right where we just left off. You know, I had written down two points and one really I was getting into in the prayer there. I had to stop myself because I could go deeper in that. But we are in a global transitional day, a day not just for national transition, it's global transition. And it has no rival time period since Jesus and the Holy Spirit came to earth. Yeah. Now you just have to hear that again, that what we're going through, what is happening, there is no comparative time. There is no, you can't go back to the Reformation, the nailing of the thesis that Martin Luther did. Um, any any timetable, anything you can think of, nothing compares to what we're going through now. And the nature of it being global and truly global with every single nation on the earth is experiencing already the preliminary birth pains of what's coming and every nation on the planet will experience um, the, the benefits of what is being birthed from the kingdom on planet Earth. It's a kingdom birthing in the midst of so much other um, other stuff, other ways to describe it, other ways to look at it, other ways others are, are, are telling about it. So let that soak in for every one of you. For those of you who feel picked on. It's like, man, I've just been disappointed so much. It's this delay and this hasn't happened. And I have my personal promises that are been challenged and not happening. Just remember, there has never been a day like this. This will be seen in hindsight even better. But most of you paying any attention can tell, and particularly to the degree you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you can tell that's what's taking place uh, right now. And so I put as a number two point, there's a world exposure of Baal. If you remember the storyline from 1 Kings 18, where Elijah has to take on the prophets of Baal. And, you know, there's 400 and then 450 prophets of Asherah. And that's the famous Jezebel, where we get the Jezebel spirit context from. And, and so Israel was in this place where they had so wholesalely given into Baal that only 7,000 had not bowed to Baal. And so there was an exposure and a bringing down of Baal. And it was it all ended when Elijah proved that Baal was not what they thought, that despite them spending all day, 850 prophets cutting each other, prophesying, jumping on the altar, uh, doing every kind of 
uh, crazy manipulation that perhaps normally worked when the people are operating in belief that that gives their belief to them. But Elijah had planted a doubt with all the people and say, I just don't think your God's the real God. I think mine is. And so it was a conflict uh, that revealed who was the true, true God. And there, that is what's going on right now. These yeah. people that we call the Luciferian deep staters, they know they are serving Lucifer. They know they are serving literally Baal. It's the same Baal. They have other names incorporated in there. There's Molech and Isis and uh, Osiris and uh, different yeah. names for different things. But it's the same worship. It's done the same way. It's done with bloodshedding, as was in First Kings 18. They believe for their excess of bloodshedding. And they've been doing excess bloodshedding in order for this moment to come and for them to triumph over the people and where the people would declare in mass that they have won. It's not going to happen. The God of the universe wins. He won then. He won now. This is an Elijah moment. And, and this is going to happen at a global scale. And there's going to be a response from heaven that will be uh, thundered into all of planet Earth. And there will be an exposure of that which is attempted against God, because it's not just that Baal was attempting to be the ruler principality over Israel. It was an overthrow of God himself, and that was not going to happen. And there only needed to be one. There was Elijah who understood the narrative, who understood the day, and he stood up. And there are many more than one. There are millions and multiple nations that uh, to the best of their degree that they can. There's a lot of blindness in the body of Christ to not see what's really taking place. But there is enough that have responded to the Lord that are making the stand. Tens of thousands of, of those who will watch this program over the next week will be among those who are making the stand against darkness, against Baal, and on behalf of the Lord. So it's a big deal. It's, it, it, it's, it's a super big deal. What's and the, the bloodshed and and the sacrifice and all the things of it's those things are still happening all the time and it seems like up, up until a big exposure recently it's the church had no idea that people were still doing the same things that they did you know when they sacrificed their children and they would cut themselves and the the level of witchcraft that's happening in the nation. It's right, Kelsey, what you just said. It's that's if you don't know that yet, you need to know that 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 is how the cult operates and they operate at the tops of the mountains of all seven mountains of all nations on planet Earth. That's where they've been. Everything the Lord said to me before, I didn't have understanding of the ramifications of it, but I'm remembering from five, six, seven years ago. When he it, it was like it was an open vision, there's his left wow. hand knocking the seven mountains and it was just it was a quick thing but i know i knew i saw it his hand is yeah. in his left hand the tops of the seven mountains and i say okay i get it what the, you're cleaning out the tops of the seven mountains that means for me the places of influence the places that are giving the commands and controls and he says i am removing the word he used was mafia and i didn't oh, know wow. that it was it's literally is it's called another way we could call what we're talking about is a kazarian mafia and the kazarian mafia some call them the Khazarian Jews, but they're not really Jews. They are those who've taken that as 
uh, we'll see as a, a cloak of deception uh, to hide who they are. And this goes back hundreds and hundreds of years that they have they have done this. We've covered that on a different program a couple months ago, I suppose. So we won't go there uh, again. But it's this is, as you just pointed out, it's it's a cult that has it's not just a tiny. That's the thing I thought, well, maybe there's a tiny, tiny percentile of these radical bloodshedders, cannibals, um, child killers on purpose as part of worship. Um, even though acknowledging what was right in front of our face all along was the matter of, ab of abortions and abortion yeah. clinics and things like that. But yes. it's been, it's been even that if, for those who don't know, that is seen in their minds. The reason it's important for them to protect all their abortion uh, rights is because these are the sacrifices that Baal needs from them in order for them to be empowered. So whether it, it's the, the argument is really not about choice, pro-choice, anything else. That's a distortion of what's really taking place. Those who fund the the pro, you know, the pro-choice uh, option are not those who fund them are not people who are thinking of women and their choices and their rights or humanity in yeah. any kind of way. These are the Luciferian, the Baal worshipers of today. They know they need they feel they're deceived in this. They feel like they need this blood shed in order to stay in power. And what they miss that we're, it's not about accumulation of blood, one side versus the other. One drop of the blood of Jesus on the cross applied to all the blood they've shed for centuries yes. is enough to eliminate it and wipe it out. The blood of Jesus has no comparison. The power to redeem far exceeds. They can't, they, they can't, um, they can't pool enough blood to overthrow what gets uh, what gets empowered. As we, his sons and daughters, say, we ask for this situation to be covered with the blood of Jesus at this time. We declare your blood above every other shed blood. And this is the moment. This is the day um, that we're in. So I have several things and I'm going to cover briefly as well. Uh, some asking already the World Series and a couple other sports things. Those will be um, minor, I think, in, in, in the storyline, but it's actually connected to what I'm uh, I'm telling even right now. Because um, that's actually, the primary way God speaks to you, isn't it? It is. Well, I'm also, I will make a connection because I've been watching. So here's the deal. Philadelphia has been highlighted, and I've been talking about Philadelphia and Philadelphia is where the Liberty Bell is. It's what was our capital in 1776. And there's been this attention to the Philadelphia Phillies because they, you know, they, they, though they were third place in their division, they have beaten all the giants and they made it to the world series. And there's, I've been highlighting the names of the, those on the team with the name Aaron in it and means from dark to light. And so it looked like they had a, a seal of destiny on them. And so it's like, well, how does the Houston Astros uh, beat them? How does that make any sense? And just to make it a little harder for the Philadelphians, I suppose, on Sunday, I think they're the first city in, in history to lose two major uh, championships on the same day because the Philadelphia Union, who had been an awesome, probably the best soccer team of the major soccer league, MLS, in the United States all year, they they seem to have the game wrapped up in overtime, and then they they found a way to lose, and so 
they lost to the LA, uh, the Los Angeles football club. And so in one day you had two Philadelphia teams, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Philadelphia union, um, both lose the championships. And so it's like, okay, what does that mean? And how, you know, is, is, is that portend bad towards us on an election week and, and things like that. And, but meanwhile, of course, the National Football League, the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles did win their eighth consecutive. They're 8-0, and and so they are the only undefeated team in, in, in National Football League. So you have – they're highlighted, these, these Philadelphia teams, professional teams in three different sports, are, are either been number one or they went to the final. And so, again, for, for those of you in Philadelphia – you can you you made it to the championship game, okay? So there's something uh, big about that, no matter what. But here's the deal: just a couple of quick things. So it was the Houston Astros, and there I could do a whole. If you go into all the numbers and names, I could do a whole program. We don't have time um, for that, so I'm just gonna. Uh, and sometimes it might be better so a main message gets extracted, and there's not too many bits of information that it, it becomes hard to to follow. But the Houston Astros. Um, you know, there's an aspect of it that if, if you understand this is the home of Planned Parenthood, the largest Planned Parenthood on the planet, and wow. it's the Bushes base and the Bushes we found out are major players of the deep state, and they have been for a long time and corruptors. And, um, you know, it, it shouldn't be a surprise to us that the Bushes, Papa and Son, were president for 12 years while proclaiming to be pro-lifers and yet nothing moved while they were there. And then in the irony or whatever of it all, the proof that something else is going on than what most people think you have Joe Biden or the person standing in for Joe Biden as president when Roe v. Wade gets overturned. And um, that's just beyond a, a head scratcher unless you know how to look beyond beyond what seems to obviously. So why would that why would that be good? The Houston Astros um, uh, winning and defeating the Phil Philadelphia Phillies, and and with that being the case, does that mean the deep state wins over deep state wins over the freedom loving Philadelphia people? Well, no. And again, we know Houston has a lot of really good believers, and and I have good oh, friends, yeah. And ministers. Yeah, it's loaded Great churches. Yes. And and so it's not that. And it's also part of Texas. And Texas is a big deal in yes. the freedom movement right now in our nation, the patriot movement. And, and there's a, a big future. I'll let that come out and be told by those in power. But there's a, a big future for Texas and different cities in Texas. And so yes. that's that's the good thing. But here's uh, it was just in a moment, the Lord you know, the way he has you look up things. So the word Astros, because um, that's who defeated the Philadelphia Phillies, the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros, I think I have written what the actual definition of Astros is, but it's from, you know, from aerospace having to do with stars and other things. In fact, if you just want to know, we'll just get right to that point is so the Greek word for, if you were to translate the Houston Astros into Greek, mm -hmm. it would be the exact same word that would be used if you translated the name Esther. So the Houston Esters. Wow.
Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Aster. So in, in, in Greek, A-S-T-E-R, Aster. So the Houston Astros are the Houston Esters. And so it would be appropriate that there are, where was Esther positioned? Right in the midst of danger, right in the midst of a human depopulation agenda of Haman. Yes. And she was the intercessor there. So part of the word is to Houston intercessors, you win. And um, and And they all said amen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You win, you win, you win in what's taking place there. And so we're, it doesn't mean deep state wins. It's the Houston Esters that win God. right in the midst, um, right in the midst and being surrounded by evil things and evil situations and sinister things that even still have to be revealed from that city. There is a remnant. There are amazing um, uh, brothers and sisters we have there. And so this is a a. A, ma- a major, and I'm just going to put that, I have some other things written on that, but I'm going to leave that as the as the point to be remembered from the Astros defeating the Philly. So Philly, freedom, yes, yes, yes. And it's not really, it's about them being the final two that you have, the Astros. And it's, part of it is about the air being higher, you know, Astros, it's above the earth. And so yeah. there's the Phillies, if you think of them as, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's brotherly love, the city of brotherly love. See, there's a lot of brotherly love here, but we're all of a sudden we're in today's thing. We're going to be connected this way, the up and down, uh, the father's love towards us and the father's listening to his intercessors and things like that. So that's yeah. part of it. So we will also point out that, okay, on the Philadelphia union, that soccer game, um, uh, that was uh, again so sad. They had the game won seemingly, and then a, a literally last second goal tied it up, and they went into overtime. And then they lost in a shootout, sudden death penalty shootout. But the star, and there's you know there's all kinds of uh, headlines all over the place about the star. The star is a guy named John McCarthy, and he's the guy that played in goal for the LA team. But why is he, what's the big deal there? Well, John McCarthy didn't play 95% of the game or more. There was the starting goalkeeper actually got red carded, which means you're sent off for running into a player at a wrong time. And, and, and so, um, so he had to come in super late in the game and John McCarthy had two phenomenal stops uh, in sudden death. And so he's literally given the most valuable player of the game. And so, uh, you know, reports all over a legend is born and John McCarthy, this John McCarthy, that. And so what's unique about John McCarthy? Well, he used to be a goalkeeper for the Philadelphia union and he is from Philly. So, so even, even there you have the Philadelphia component coming through because it was a Philadelphia-born guy named John McCarthy who used to play for them. That was the person highlighted. So you kind of pick from that that the Lord is uh, uh, um, is 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 speaking into the John McCarthy name, um, and because you know if we wouldn't notice this guy, like it's 
the most unlikely player to be mentioned by the news, by anybody on on either team, which was most likely John McCarthy. There's just no way he's going to be mentioned, and he's the MVP. So what does the name McCarthy uh, mean? So it's an Irish name, and it means son of the loving one, son of the loving one. Back again, we're talking about son of the loving one. There's the brotherly love thing of Philadelphia. Yeah. But it's not just the brotherly love thing going on. The Lord is encouraging us to love each other as brothers, but we got to be sons of the loving one. And yes. so there is there is a superimposing of that narrative even above the Philadelphia that, yes, the Philadelphia gets to the finals. It's like brotherly love will get you far, but then you've got to have the favor, the Esther favor with the father. You got to have be the son of the loving love one going that way. Love and that. um Again, we've had this number uniquely 30 years old. And so as we've been talking about the sports figures over the last several weeks, the key one MVP over and over uh, or some highlighted uh, situation for the star player is him being 30. And he's 30 years old as well. And 30 is speaking when Jesus began his ministry. So this is about beginning a new time and season. And then he was born July 4th. So wow, cool. A Philadelphia guy that's born July 4th. So literally the first July 4th that takes us back to Philadelphia. You have even the LA. So what's this deal? What's the LA? Los Angeles, Los Angeles. So he's like brotherly love, the angels be favored. So he's telling his story in what's in what's taking place. And I don't know. Oh, and his number is 77. That's his number. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can't make it up, right, Johnny? <laughs> you can't make that up. A number 77, born July 4th, who's 30 years old, whose name means son of the loving one. And um, and so, and I don't know if there's just a side extra part. There is, you know, when I was looking up the name John McCarthy, there is another John McCarthy that I guess maybe the more the better he was a better known one. He's the co-founding father of AI artificial intelligence. And so um, I don't know if some attention, but anyway, we're, we're, we're being taken to a higher, a higher place that this is about God, about his sovereignty, about having found favor with him, about adjusting to his plan, his oversight, him overturning Haman plans. And, um, and so even in the midst of when it seems like um, he's not there, uh, you know, he, he is there. And, Okay, we mentioned when I think the- of Esther. You always think of preparation, like months and months and months of preparation, and you know, spices and oil and getting ready. You know, so you think of being made ready in preparation whenever you think of Esther too, which is one hundred percent. And then thirteen, we mentioned so the Eagles. So the Eagles are the only team that kept winning. So you have the Phillies, the Union, and the Eagles. And if you can th- see even in that in the sequence of those names yeah as important as the phillies okay we're from phillies we're we're the brotherly love ones union it's about the unity yes the union true true it goes to the final but the eagles are the only ones still undefeated at this point so the eagles again astros eagles uh it's about seeing and being in a higher place the lord's calling us up to so cool in- interesting and i'm going to leave those the baseball um, again, we could go with other things, but it will 
dilute or diminish that central message that we just did. So there was a big horse race. It's of the Breeders' Cup, and it's an end of the year one that where it gets determined what's the best horse of the year, essentially. Mm-hmm. And there's a horse. It's the most famous, non-famous horse ever, but it will probably become start becoming horse. So there's a horse named Flightline. I only began hearing about it two days ago that this is they believe it's the greatest horse since Secretariat. And I was oh, like, wow. well, where is Flightline been? So there was a, an injury, I think a leg injury. And really the whole two year season had to recover from an injury. And then it was not ready on time to, um, you know, because you would say, well, why wasn't why what why wasn't this horse involved in the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes and all that kind of stuff? Well, there was injury problems and and whatnot, but it had won five races, the last five races, then it had won in like, oh my goodness, I don't know, it was averaging 10 lengths per race a win. It's like secretary just blowing away the competition. And so um, for those who remember when we talked about horses a few months ago at different races, there was, you know, Rich Strike that run ran, uh, won the Kentucky Derby. That was one of the horses riding, um, racing. It ended up in fourth place, I guess, respectable. Epicenter had been perhaps, it was ready to be considered and called the horse of the year as well mm-hmm. if it had done well, if it had, had been able to win. And, um, but it, it came up, uh, you know, lame and, I don't know if it's dead last or what, but they really had to oh, just wow. pull it off. But it's going to, it's from what I understand, they're not going to have to put it down. Often they have to put the horses down, you know, when they, if the injury is, is bad enough. So this horse named Flightline, um, won by eight and a half, eight and a quarter lengths. Wow. And like unprecedented for the Breeders' Cup, it's like never happened before. And immediately the owner, uh, announces that that will be its last race. And the reason it's the last race is because well, they got the studying for studying purpose, for breeding purposes, they can't risk something like they almost saw happen with Epicenter where you're running a race and then they have to put you down. And there's mm-hmm. literally a horse such as this is worth um, millions and millions and millions of dollars for, uh, for reproduction. And so flight line see see if you you know some it'll, you'll start to hear it some more even though since there's not going to be any more races it'll be more in hindsight there's just um how amazing it ran uh, in the in the few races it did uh but the name i mean the name i didn't i, I wondered what flight line means what what mm-hmm. does it stand for so i had to look up its definition what it's about so flight line is a servicing area for jets and airplanes a servicing area for spacecraft. So mm. back to the space, we have, you know, the Eagles, Astros, and flight line is preparing to fly. So essentially, wow. if you're not ready to fly, you go in the flight line. It's, it's sort of like the hangar for it. It's not, it's not, uh, you know, the strip, the airstrip itself. Mm-hmm. It's as it were, the hangar. So there is this woven together message from all the sports of the weekend. And again, these are not just, you know, I don't just pick whatever game comes up. It has Mm -hmm. to be a big game. There has to be something big about it. So that's why it's either uh, a world series or a major race. And so this horse will undoubtedly be 
proclaimed the horse of the year, despite wow. the fact that it didn't win any of the the traditional three big races. And uh, and it's because servicing for airplanes uh, for space spacecraft is the focus at this time. And, you know, there may be a natural application for some things, some danger things going on in society in the world right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Space Force, there's a whole, uh, you know, new department of military um, power, we'll put it that way, that um, has a big call at this time around the globe, particularly with the storm of events that we are uh, likely to go through. Now, for those of you uncomfortable wow. with, yeah, speaking of uh, of a storm that we're going through and it's like, oh, is this going to be, this is not a prophetic word. This is like obvious. Um, we have the election here in the United States tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And any way you look at it, it's going to be, uh, it's going to create a storm. It's going to be monumental. Um, if the cheat has been largely stemmed, Mm -hmm. then the resulting red wave is going to change the whole landscape of the country immediately and change dynamics in, in government and all that. And obviously because of that, so that's option number one, that Mm -hmm. would create a storm. And that's what I'll say, probably most of us and most are hoping for that result. I'll say, I hope for it as well. Um, I kind of doubt that that one. Number two. Um, so, so you you're elaborate on that a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to do it by telling number two and three. So, um, you know, it should be known that there has been. 14, 14 states that the National Guard will be providing cyber security over election. Now, who's doing that? And why is that? 14 states, that? cyber security, and what 14 states? Might not be bad somebody to find, uh, find that out. Well, it would be too late. You don't have time. Just know it's going to happen. So one of the reasons why we do want to vote, you hear President Trump telling us to vote. A lot of people saying vote, vote, vote. So these are reasons to vote. Um, and so, and because there are, you know, some, I won't mention the names that have said it's, and I've said it myself, uh, probably a year ago, it's meaningless to vote until they deal with 2020 election. Well, this is still dealing with the 2020 election. 2020 election is still on the table. Um, mm-hmm. just to be very obvious moving forward. There's a reason why Trump has not once yet said, um, okay, we lost it. They stole the diamonds in 2020. We give in. He is not conceded till this day, nor will he, because that's mm-hmm. not what's going to happen. And um, even if you hear him, I'll just jump into that. There's going to be uh, there's a anywhere from a possibility to likelihood in this week that he announces that he'll be running for president. Yeah. And in 2024 and then people say, see, see, he's given up on on 2020. It will not mean that he has. He can, you know, he can do two things at the same time. And so he will um, he will at no time be giving up on the 2020 election. But there are certain things that go into um, uh, there's there's certain things that become generated uh, once you announce presidency. And I'll just leave it. um, I'll leave it at that. So like all um, comes against you. 
<laughs> well, all hell comes against you, but it tells, we'll say just practical things people can think of. It tells whoever else is thinking of running for president for yeah. 2024. Uh, okay. You want to risk at this stage um, also announcing and putting yourself up against President Trump. It, 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 in a way, it's a statement to the field. Um, maybe don't show up right now. And, um, and it also, there are certain laws of can you go after a candidate after they've announced? And, mm-hmm. and, um, and so there are some legal, legal matters right there. But so we're still, here's why you want to vote. So one is we could win, um, and even if it's not fair, even if, if, if the cheat is just greatly reduced from, from last time. Mm-hmm. And number two, there is cybersecurity. So cybersecurity, in order for them to tell, you know, it, it tells the story of the steal. You have to understand this will come out if it's, you know, for those who don't know it, the military has the full report and knows that 2020 was stolen as well. It's just there's reasons not to have yet brought that out. For us, mm-hmm. the highlight, or we'll say the priority has been, let's get Trump back in that seat where Biden is. But for if you understand the global picture, it's not the priority. And so there are other things, and starting with the need for the American people to arouse, to awaken out of their slumber, and to break off the programming. And so sometimes that's part of the promo I say every time, the pain is for the awakening. And so yeah. there has to be pain for awakening. And so when uh, it does not good, it doesn't do a slumbering army any good just to know they have a, a, an awesome general if they're sleeping. So a general yeah. needs his army awake and it's top priority if they are deeply asleep and it's more important than it being clear again who is in the operating table who's who's on the chair i don't know what to call the seat where biden is we'll just leave it at that right now so so the other reason is again so number two number one it could work out Uh and the way it could work out again we'll say the deep staters the bad guys decide to you know what this is going to go really bad for us. If they had any wisdom at all, which they don't, they would just announce and say, you know what? We get it. We're going to get creamed. It would be like Pharaoh. In fact, I'm getting this from the Lord right now. It's like Pharaoh and his 600 chariots. If they could see the writing on the wall after having gone through 10 horrible plagues and seeing that God clearly fights for Israel, you think they would understand it's best served don't go chasing them into the Red Sea. Yeah, even though it scared the children of Israel, uh, you know, severely, they all lost their lives in process. So if there was wisdom, the deep state, even uh, dastardly wisdom, it would be like, okay, let's pull back. Let's regroup. Let's go back into hiding for years, decades. Let's come back. But they're going to mm-hmm. push. Their, it's most likely there is not that wisdom there. So they're going to push. They're going to push some buttons. They're going to push their luck and try to hang on, um, hang on to power. Though, you know, they they have they have no they have nothing and they have nobody. And so, it will. The cheat gets established. The more more of us that do go out and vote, where we don't think 
well, they're just going to steal it from us again. It will it will be registered. So mm-hmm. though though you don't know it um, and some won't know it, 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 it will be known how many did vote. And there will be a time where that will come out, even if it's not reported by uh, the crooked media right away. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. So number three reason to vote. Again, first reason is because we could win just easily and simple. Uh, yes. if, if they do what, you know, if they go ahead and, decide, you know, do it, take the easy way out. If, for If they don't count the votes for four days. Yeah. Well, I mean, if the evil, if the evil side, just like this is going to go really bad for us, we're going to get mm-hmm. creamed worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, the vote can get countered, even if it's stolen in the front, uh, on the front end of things. And number three, showing up, it's showing up in the battlefield and that's a spiritual act in itself. Yeah, so it it's, if you just read throughout scripture, whenever Israel was in battle, it always and the Lord was bringing deliverance, even when he was saying the battle is the Lord's. We covered this last last week, whether it's David and Goliath, he says the battle is the Lord, but David takes him out. David cuts his head off, whether it's yeah. Jehoshaphat saying the battle is the Lord's, but the Lord said, go to the battlefield tomorrow. Um, he does this in conjunction with his people. It's his choice. It's the way he operates, whether, you know, he tells the children of Israel. Now, the land you go to possess, the enemies there, there's seven times seven nations greater and mightier than you, but you shall not say they're greater and mightier than you because I'm with you. And so, but he wasn't going to go for the 40 years. They went around the wilderness. He didn't go ahead. He didn't push over the walls of Jericho. He didn't take out the enemies. He didn't destroy the Kings there. They had to come. And as they moved forward, even though they had no actual power to push over the walls of Jericho, when they went with the intent to do right, the Lord took care of the rest of it. So you have to understand that's part of part of what's going on now. It resonates in the spirit realm. We step up and we say we are going to be salt and light. We're going to be active. We're not going to be passive. Uh, yeah, I know there's a, another narrative for those deeply um, understanding. We'll say the patriot side of things that it's really not even voting for anything related to the republic. It's really the corporate the corporation aspect of the United States. And DC. And so even the seat where Biden is, is really just the seat of the corporation because the Republic uh, ceased to exist in 1871. It ceased to exist only because there just needs to be somebody that uh, contends for it openly uh, again, because even according to the Constitution, any other set of laws and ordinances that come that are in viola- violation of the Constitution are illegal. So every setting up of D.C. and of all the systems that are considered government and law, most of them, uh, a high percentage of them are illegitimate and illegal. So you could take that and and run with it and say, I'm not voting because it's just voting for the corporation. Well, you're not. It's not about just voting for the corporation. It's about showing up, making a statement with your vote, um, both in the natural, but in the spirit realm as well realizing that he throws hailstones. That's the story I was briefly mentioning last week in the children of Israel, one of the nations they went to conquer as the children of Israel went after them. It says the Lord threw hailstones from heaven and there were more that were taken out from his hailstones than from what we do. So he can do more than what we do. And 
even if there is an entirely rigged system, even if they still have the cheat and even if there's still the dominion and the connected, if they have all that, this will work for good. And so you want to you want to do what you can to vote. I'm not saying it's life and death for you, but just be motivated, um, motivated to do so. Not because you have trust that the system has been corrected yet, because there's kind of pretty good evidence that there is no way all the cheats going to be stopped. But um, there's a reason there's an announcement made that 14 cybersecurity um, operations are taking place in 14 states with the National Guard released there. Wow. So here's here's the part I'm just going to. Um, this is going to shock some. Some will already have heard it, but this is so you're prepared for it. We're going to a good day. We're going to a great day. And we're going to a day of, of celebration. And oh, it would be fun if tomorrow were the day of celebration. I surely um, I wouldn't resist that. Like I said, it really, it, if the enemy had a drop of wisdom, they would back off and they would go away. Um, and and it would be a day, great day of celebration. But the longer they delay our celebration, the greater the celebration is going to be. So um, one of the things that is being um, uh, this is not a this is not a prophetic word. So mm-hmm. I have to say these things now because people, you know, when they put that prophet tag on you, is every comment out of your mouth is considered prophetic statement right no this is actual i've heard it through intel and okay and you've had it's good to clarify yeah yeah and so in you know one of the possibilities um right before us if you understand that if they don't if the deep state if those that are positioned on the evil side if they do not plan on giving in, yielding to the voice of the people, because this is about we, the people, being able to express what is truly representative of us, the people. If they're not going to let that happen, they feel, they're like Pharaoh. They're like uh, you know his officers as well. They they don't want to lose control. Um, then they have very few options. If you look at them, whether it's a checkers board or a chess board and they're in a corner and they have a couple of options and neither one are good. But one of their options is to attempt an arrest of President Trump. And um, so if that happens, just almost rejoice if it happens. Um, because rejoice. It, it's, it'll be a good thing. <clears throat> And I'm not sure if I should say that because we, it's going to be a good thing because it'll accelerate the things that need to happen. Um, It's sort of like poking God in the eye. Once you actually poke him in the eye, it accelerates a response from him. Um, And, and so there's a good side of that. And, but you know, why would they do that? Why would they do that? Well, they're going to charge him with uh, attempting to overthrow the previous election. That is January 6th speech and that everything he's been saying, he actually has some things that are quoted on social media that you could distort them and say, um, you know, anytime you say, hey, it was stolen, it was fraudulent, 
Mm -hmm. You could take the perspective and the narrative. He's trying to over overturn it. He is trying to overturn it, but he's saying it based on the fact that it's provably fraudulent. And yeah. so they would arrest him knowing that it would cause an uprising. Mm -hmm. And they're going to so count on the uprising that if there is not enough of an uprising among, we'll say, patriots, that they will have people ready to do an uprising and it will give Biden and uh, the so-called Biden an opportunity to cancel, to call off the election. That's this why this would be super right away if it's going to happen, oh, if wow. it's going to happen within whatever, 24 hours. <clears throat> it would be wow. that the election be called off and therefore they can put a delay on it for whatever, three months, six months. And in doing so, they could figure out some way to regroup and, you know, push the steel back in some kind of way. Wow. It will not work. It will not work. It will accelerate the intervention of the military. At some point, mm -hmm. the military is going to have to physically intervene. We're talking about the good military. They already are so, it'll come out someday. They, the good military are so involved all across the globe, rescuing uh, people, situations, nations, children, and they have put their life on the line. We're going to find out about, I don't know what, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands um, under generals all around the, the world that are, to them, it's, if they're, if they were to be listening, they would be like, oh, we're going to be active. They have been putting their life on the line and risking and doing just amazing, horrific rescue services yeah. missions that they're going to need great counseling for um, moving forward. And Lord's going to, going to help them out from it because it's been truly uh, horrific mm -hmm. what they've been exposed to and seeing. So I'm telling you a little bit as a warning that if that should happen again, I'm not pro prophesying it will. There's just yeah. sort of between knowing Intel and knowing the situation. Um, I'll just say, I have not heard a word from God that it won't happen. But I will tell you, it does not mean he's not sovereign. He's not running things if it does happen. So if, if you should hear that, they could even if if they accelerated it and showed um, some if, if you ever saw, I don't believe this to be what will happen. But if they decide to accelerate some sedition charge on him and show an execution and it looks like there's an execution, you should know it's not happening. Um, oh it will be. And, and but. It, those are the days we live in right now. The ramifications are global for what's happening, what's taking place. And we are at a uh, we are at a very crucial time. But every believer, again, it's once we realize, you know, just last week, there's over 200,000 people listened to last week's um, uh, program that we had. And so I just want to. Yeah, it's an amazing and from all over the world. 200,000 of you uh, exercising your full authority and power in the spirit realm changes things. Yeah. So you have to realize it changed things in God's eyes. It changes things. Your, de your decrees, your declarations, your stands, what you decide you're going to allow and not allow is massive on a planetary uh, level. And so yes. um, be aware of this, you know, kind of uh, congruent with this with this, um, there is the reality that last I heard the Brazilian election had not yet been, we'll say certified by the military. And actually, mm -hmm. I've seen 
I've seen some documentation that where the military believes they have good reason to um, look into fraud for the election that Bolsonaro lost theoretically by a short margin. I do believe I heard a report that he actually won 65 percent of the vote. I have no way of knowing it's it's somebody who has an insider's perspective, but I don't know if that's real or not. But you uh-huh. could be seeing you could be seeing Brazil and the United States going through a very similar process where the military has to step in and say, we have to look, we have the capacity to look at the election and we have the ability to determine who really won. And we're going mm-hmm. to do that at this time. And so yeah. these these are the types of things that are on the table right now. And now, you shouldn't be getting into any type of fear. No. Over any of this stuff at all. That's why I say rejoice. And this is the craziest thing. But the worst it it looks like over the next 48 hours, the better it's going to shortly be. Mm. And it's almost a delay tactic if they if they would give in in some way. And it would theoretically allow them some scurrying away time. This is this was this same group strategy. Um in World War II, when Hitler was taken and the Nazis were taken down, they scurried and hid. And yeah. they actually regrouped. And a lot of the stuff we're fighting right now is from regrouped Nazis and Nazism. So it's a, it's a serious enough possibility, except they were basically unknown. It was not known. If they try to do that now, it's not going to be effective, but it would still be... Um, it would be more reasonable than than um, than perhaps some other things they might they might try to do at this time. They're going to get it. This is the Esters are going to win. Okay, for such a time as this, I say the Houston Esters that um, those who have confronted Haman and the Haman spirit, the Lord is ruling on their behalf and on your behalf. This is what's happening. That is prophetic. What I'm telling you there. The mm-hmm. Esther, the intercessors, those who've stood in the gap, those who've stood up um, to this pro-death cult operating on planet Earth. This is a time. And again, this is not something that has ever happened at this scale. Never, ever, 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 ever has yeah. there been this type of event. Um, and so th- this is this is a big deal. So there was and I'm not quite sure. And I don't know if somebody, one of our. Um, team will be able to we had for those you remember um you know steve interviewed greg phillips from true the vote um and he's he and and catherine engelbrich i don't know if i said the name right but they did the 2000 mules movie uh documentary exposing mm-hmm. uh, the fraud of the last election and, and, and mm-hmm. just alone they have proof that it was fraudulent just them what they have in the military has another level of proof Mm-hmm. But a judge, Hoyt, um, had them thrown into jail and, um, about a week ago for not telling their source. And it was a ridiculous, I won't go into for time's sake, but it was mm-hmm. ridiculous. So there's in the Fifth Court of Appeals ordered to release. But last I heard, though that release was ordered, the judge was not allowing it. And so that's creating a whole nother, what do you do? 
when the Fifth Court of Appeals orders a release and the Judge Hoyt, clearly clearly a deep state asset, um, blocks it. Hopefully that doesn't block it. So, Lord, whatever needs to happen towards their release, because I understood Catherine was having a little bit of a health concern in prison. That's also an awakening call to the nation to see this type of story. Uh, Lord, we just pray for their quick release and you protecting her health through this through this whole process. So that's just the thing. There is there are real consequences. We're saying it's a show. It is a show and it's God's um, he's directing an epic drama. We brought that out last week. I think this is an epic drama that he is directing. But there are, you know, there are casualties. It is war. This is war. This is the first truly world war. And if you understand what world war is, this is the first one that there's ever been, uh, in my view. Uh, like truly like 200 plus nations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, where all, all nations had to choose sides. Um, and this is, this is, this is a day like, like no other. So we want to be remembering them. We have uh, Twitter, a lot of fun there with Elon Musk taking over and firing uh, just all kinds of people that need to be fired. And then you have like tons of his, um, I don't know if it's thousands of employees from Twitter um, releasing assassination of Elon Musk tweets. And uh, it kind of gives you an idea who they are. And he is bringing a whole new culture in there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't know how far in righteousness Elon Musk goes, but this part of it at least is, is a kind of fun to watch because he's, he's quite, um, his words have a good bit of sting on how he's taking different people down in different situations. And he had just announced that, um, was it maybe beginning this Monday, maybe beginning today, no more blue hair allowed for (laughs) um, employees. Actually, no more brightly dyed. So that could be bad, I guess, pink, red, orange hair. That seems like discrimination or whatever but he's not going to have the headquarters of Twitter with a bunch of blue hairs um, ar- around there. And literally, I mean, that, I'm not saying that's the righteousness or anything. It's just like, this is my place. I don't want y'all looking like this. And so mm-hmm. I just think it's, uh, it's kind of fun actually. And, and he's changing uh, it up big time. Say, so, hey, some people, some people in the chat are saying that Greg and Catherine were released early today or yesterday. Well, I've got that. And then I had read something um, and I'm trying to get that confirmed because I had that read. And then it was like the judge, if somebody can find that out and get confirmed, I don't know, because Greg himself, if anybody knows how to, because it was his own, I saw his own, um, not tweet, but whatever, it was a social media thing and said, we have Mm -hmm. not been released yet. And it was from this, it was from this morning. And it okay. showed it being 34 minutes since I had read it, but I don't know if that was right or, or um, yeah, it seems like there are conflicting yeah. uh, r- reports on that. Okay. So um, let me go down my list of things. I might be, this is, this is really good, Kelsey. I might be getting close to uh, having covered. You, oh, I got a, a main. What do you street. feel about the, what do you feel about the blood moon? Well, is that not, um, is that not a, a amazing? The timing of the blood moon. Tell, Incredible. tell, tell what you have there on that. 
What well, do you have to the specifics? Is well, it, is we know it tomorrow? What the word, yeah, yeah, tomorrow. So there'll be the eclipse with the blood moon tomorrow. And it's, yeah, and there won't be another one, uh, uh, full one like at 2025. Yes, so like, wow, the timing, uh, the timing of this is, uh, is amazing. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And, you know, there's a whole thought of, let me see what today is. The 8th, is 8th today or tomorrow? Tomorrow. So today's the 7th. Tomorrow. Yeah, I won't go into something else I was saying, thinking, but... um. Anyway, we want to know, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> there is some interesting thing um, going on. So, um, I'm going to, I want to take you to a scripture. I want to see if I covered all the preliminary stuff before the scripture. So, here's the deal I want to um, um, read a scripture. Let me see what time. Man, we're doing, we're doing good. You're going to be able to ask me a question or two here. Yay. Um, this is an important scripture for today. This is something the Lord has for us. And I want us to go to Hosea chapter six. And I want to read, I'll read one through three. Come and let us return to the Lord, <coughs> for he is torn, but he will heal us. He is stricken, but he will bind us up. After two days, this is the key, key verse. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live in his sight. Actually, we're just going to, um, and I'll read it. Let us know. Let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. So that's verse two. Two days after two days, he will revive us. The third day, he will raise us up. This is something for those who will say who've been in our circles of understanding for a while. Keep that up for just a second. There's another scripture that says with the Lord, a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. And so this verse is in wide application, not even just by spirit filled people, but we'll say, um, you know, the Hebrew community, I don't know about all the different ones, that whether it's two days he will revive us, and the third day he will raise us up. There's an application clearly for Israel that after 2,000 years, um, they were able to show up again in 1948. Um, and so it really is applicable to them as a nation. But this is for us as the church, as the body of Christ. They want us to look at that, look at it um, with these two words that you see in front of you, revive versus raise up. And a raise, that would be three words if you do raise up, right? Revive versus raise. But after two day, days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up. So I want you to think of them being 2,000 years. And so um, approximately 2,000 years after Jesus, whether you, whether you go um, into 2,000 years after he was born or 2,000 years after the Holy Spirit came to us, there is a reviving that takes place. And then on the third day, which is what we would consider that we have entered into after we passed, we'll say the year 2000. Obviously, uh, <clears throat> depending on if you tied it in, if you say when Jesus was born, uh, I mean, you could get real specific on, on the years if it was meant to be that way, but um, it doesn't seem like you're supposed to apply 
a day is a thousand years in a, you know, try to get the percentage of the day that's there or not. But here's the application for us today. Um, after two days, he will revive us. So that word revive is from a Hebrew word. It's not how you pronounce it, but H-A-Y, Haya. And, and this is, you know, it can, for our purposes, let's say it means revival. Just the way we think of revival, you know, that's the word, that's the best word we kind of have that everybody in the body of Christ has, even those contending for big things. I'm, I'm cont- this is going to go into revival. Whatever revival is, it's something good. And, mm-hmm. and for some, it means souls getting saved. For some, it means we get ignited by the Holy Spirit in some kind of way. And any way you look at it, revival is good. But if you've been following what I've been saying for a while, I've also shared over and over and over that um, that revival is 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 less than what the Lord really has us to step into. We just got a confirmation. So we're just going to give that Catherine and Greg were released and Catherine is doing a live stream on Truth Social at 7 p.m. Eastern. So oh, thank you for that. News. And it's worth uh, giving a breakthrough <clears throat> into the good news of that. So. There is, we'll just say for 2,000 years, another way of looking at, we've known to look at revival as the objective. And and that's good. And so there's something about the third day, though. And this mm-hmm. is where we're at now. What happens the third day? Why are we at this juncture in history where we're going to be known as before and after? Back to that original word I received in March 2016, when I was saying, oh, no, when he pointed to me in his vision, Trump is winning. And and I was I, I didn't understand. I believed too much of what the media was saying about him. And I had thought of some other candidate that I thought might be better. I've totally seeing the foolishness of that and the wisdom of Trump. But that's just where I was. And the Lord said, mm-hmm. he's going to save you from things you don't know you need to be saved from. And your nation will be known as before Trump and after Trump. The whole world will be known as before Trump and after Trump. And I gave that word 2016 in multiple places, or 17 especially. And so the question is, what has to happen? What level of change and overhaul and overthrow and extreme makeover has to happen so that you are known as before and after this timetable and it marks it for history? Well, that's what we're going through. Um and so even for me, wishing that it had been a, a lighter process and a quicker process, it was a kind of foolishness to expect it to be where still 90 percent or 80 percent were asleep and it just happened good. And you hope they didn't have to go through the pain. They just we would tell them one day it's like, no, you have to if it's going to be a before and after moment, there has to be enough of you know about it. So we're shifting right now. This is what's happening right now. And this week may go down in history as the week that catapulted us into this very Hosea 6, chapter 2. On the third day, he will raise us up. So that's different than revive. So revive, you can think of it another way. You're sleeping. What do you, who needs to be revived? Somebody who's asleep yeah. or in coma or been knocked out, right? It could be knocked out. And so you have to be revived. Smelling salts. Uh, um, something. And so you were, you were, it's Isaiah 60, arise, shine, who has to rise, whoever's been laying down. So we've been revived, but that's, that's, that doesn't really go. That's just like, okay, you're alive now. You're awake. Mm -hmm. What's next? Well, the next thing is this word raise. 
and and the the Hebrew word for it is kum, Q U M. Not sure how you pronounce it, but so the other word is haya. We're going from haya to kum, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so here's the definition. You look up the Hebrew word. On the third day, he will raise us up. It, it means to rise, to stand, to be established, to impose, to persist, to be proven, to build, to constitute, to station oneself. And it has a times be for all this, a times be clear. So you're going to be clear on who you are, what you're doing, what's the narrative of the moment. So th- for our purposes, another way of saying this uh, this is going from revival to reformation. We say reformation and renaissance. It's how you actually show up. You're established. You persist. You're proven. You build. You constitute. We're going back to our original constitution as the United States. We were knocked off because of some dealings by those who had got the nation in debt or just fell into debt. 1871, we ceased being a Republican, a Republic, and we went into becoming corporation. And so really elections since then have been more about the corporation. We haven't, we've gone at least 70 years since there's been even uh, a, a fair election that really went by the numbers as far as at a national level. You have to understand the cheat is not something they just invented. This has been part of their control method over us for forever. So we are going to live in his sight. And what does that mean? Okay, so because that's the rest of that verse. Mm-hmm. After two days, he will revive us. So it should have been a third word we'll talk to. Revive, raise, or raise up, live in his sight. So we're going to learn to live in his sight. Does that look like, does that sound like be taken away? Uh, that's live in his sight as the people that we're called to be, to be the kingdom demonstrators, the kingdom demonstration here on planet Earth. So he doesn't he doesn't. This is not about a rescue operation from heaven to take us, to zap us, to rapture us. This is about us fulfilling who we're called to be. This is fulfilling Romans eight cry of creation itself, where it says they groan and travail for the revealing of the sons and daughters of the king. Creation groans and travails, not just for us to be, hey, wake up, but actually stand up, fulfill kingdom roll call, the kingdom assignments that were given to us that we're wired for. This is what happens. And then we're going to live. That's why it's not just it's, it's not like a week later, the Lord comes and takes us. This is we must live before we must demonstrate. Yes, to society. Yes, to powers and principalities. But we demonstrate to our Lord that we are made in his image, that we carry his kingdom. We want a transaction with him to be with him forever in heaven. So that's transactional Christianity. That's the gospel of salvation. But we want to embrace the gospel of the kingdom where it's not just about getting saved or getting people saved, but about demonstrating his way of doing things, how cities run by heaven can operate here on earth with the sons and daughters of the king advancing with it. So this is the exciting day that we're going into. This is what's happening. This is what we're being, uh, uh, you know, forced into, we'll say, by the enemy having um, um, overreached. Um, They saw what God was doing, and they decided to overreach and accelerate their plan of destruction and death. And apart from the Lord, as always, this is no, you know, for those who are shocked and you're going to be shocked when you find out how much, how they almost 
reduced us by 90% on planet Earth, even in the last two years. Um, but they've been trying to kill. That's, you know, that's sort of uh, uh, the boardroom of hell operates very simply. Kill, steal and destroy. There's three things. And so yes. they're trying to kill, steal and destroy. And they have been stopped over and over. The Haman spirit just repeats itself. The de depopulation agenda is just the attempt over and over and over again. But he looks over. Uh, he looks upon us. He looks over us. He, he he arises with us. So be prepared in your spirits. I'm just prophesying to your spirits, those who are listening. This is where we're at right now. We're at this third day where it's not just reviving us and not just giving us a hunger and appetite for normal revival. This is about raising us up where we occupy our positions, where we occupy the seven mountains, not in an occupation over people, but over demonic forces. We cease allowing darkness to rule. We cease Luciferian allowing Luciferians to impose adult, a death culture on society. We show up. We do, we're brave like Greg and Catherine. We face the possibility of being thrown in jail. We, uh, things worse than that have happened to others. Some have lost their lives. And, and this is part of our call and our assignment is to be bold in this way. We thought there's nowhere, no way to really face persecution today. If you understood your assignment, you would understand persecution is there knocking at your door and has been for those who understood that the narrative is not just about getting people saved. It's not just the revival component of it. It's to be raised up so that we can live before him. Now, this is where I, this is how I love when the Lord speaks to me, because I woke up this morning. I said, Holy Spirit, do you have like a line or a phrase um, for us? And and um, and I was I was going to be hesitant until probably an hour before the program to even share it because he's I heard just heard. We've only just begun to live. Now, you may not have heard that, Kelsey, you may be too young, but Karen Carpenter there was a song from the Carpenters. We've only just begun to live. And I don't remember even really much of the other words moving forward, but it's, we've only just begun to live. Mm. It, we've only just begun to live. I feel that resonating in the spirit. Let me just, Beautiful. anything else you've heard, we've only just begun to live. Now attach it to this verse. After two days, he will revive us. Third day, he will raise us up that we may live. In his sight, We've only just begun to live. And that goes into the best is yet to come. That would be another way of saying we've only just begun to live. So I love the Holy Spirit's little um, using a Karen Carpenter song, whether the rest of the song is applicable or not. He probably knew. I couldn't really remember much more than this. Probably Bible. not because you can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, well, I'm... Um, I'm essentially uh, done, uh, Kelsey. I don't know if I, the time where you tell me if we have a question or two you have ready to, to go with. But um, Oh, yeah, I got a whole. Listen, we could be here for four more hours if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I got some questions here. No, I'll read a couple. And so that way you can answer. So Tom asks, I've heard ministers talk about medicating demons meaning some that are heavily medicated most likely have demonic strongholds unbeknownst to them and they're being medicated to deal with their issues. Have you heard about this and what should really be happening to set people free? 
Yes, I have heard of it. And I, I know it does happen. It's a rather complex matter and issue. And because on the one hand, um, yes, until you can deal with the matter apart from the medication, you know, you, you don't really know truth in, in, in that person over that person. But on the other hand, there can be um, there can be a preliminary stage where there's so much pain that, and I'm not really trying to justify um, medications, but I'm just saying best we can see that in the absence of having all the authority and power, we, which we do theoretically, but we don't always run, walk in it that Jesus had, where you can just say, you know, we do realize that's whoever would probably have a follow-up comment on that is, you know, Jesus didn't have the good counseling and anything. He would, it was amazing because he would run into the mad gattery and he would run into these people who've been demonized by, or they were even taken over by legion. And, and so you don't get demonized at that level. And just, you have to know people. So I have cast out thousands of demons. Um, I'm, I am a veteran at this. And, and so I am, I'm not, um, a neophyte and understanding casting out demons and that they are real and they do go and they have to go and all that kind of stuff. But there's a, a reality that Jesus would deliver them and they would be in their sound mind. And you didn't hear any part of, they had to have counseling and soul stuff and, and, and there was other pain they had to deal with. And it's like, is that the ideal? Yeah. But um, you know, you, you attempt, he's the standard and we go for it, but you can't pretend you're bringing the effort and the effects of Jesus unless you really are. So if somebody really is um, carrying that level of presence and anointing, I do think part of this day we're going into is more of this presence and power where we don't have to do this in sequence. You know, you get a little freedom now, a little more freedom. Uh, um, and, and But there is like, once and for all, our, our society, our families are so broken right now. I've literally had these conversations and, and, and with the Lord. And I feel like he's confirmed to me that we will have advanced deliverance, that there will be moments where we can pray and we will see the power of God come on someone. And that power is going to heal, deliver and go after the original wound. Because, you know, there's for people understand this demons when I've taught on on demonic um take over demons are are really like think of flies versus garbage so flies are attracted to garbage and in a household for instance if you have we had a lot more problem with flies when we lived in south america but you have you find out you're like what are they coming what what are all the flies around here for and if you don't get rid of garbage even if you get rid of the flies that were there more flies are coming and then there's a reality is if you get rid of the garbage, a lot of times the flies go and you don't even have to address them. Kind of think of that in the as it applies to the demonic. As, yeah. So you get rid of. And so what what would be the garbage? Well, the garbage is, are, you know, starting with lies that the enemy tells somebody. And so there are two things that happen. There's the abuse you actually suffered, the rejection you actually suffered. But it's the lie about it that's usually the bigger garbage and, but they both can be some level of garbage. And so you take care of the garbage and, um, and then you can, you know, you quickly get rid of eliminate the spirit. For me, 
the way the Lord would often work when I was on trips and we'd have, you know, ministry time and there's either hundreds or thousands and you have to make decisions real quick. And if the Holy Spirit, I would feel him come inside of me like this. It meant when the, when I knew there was sometimes it'd be obvious people would call, say, we got a demon here. And there's, you know, acting up and green foam mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so you you but I would want to hear from the Lord. But if he rose up in me, I knew cast it out and just be done with it. And because the Lord, it was a time uh, when we were doing this a lot where the father's love was being poured out into people. So they were being healed. And so it was like the Lord telling me, I'm healing them enough where they can hold on to this. And that's that's enough. But there would be other situations where I could see it was demonic. And I would tell people, I say, I need some leaders. Take her back in the room and pray with her because there is a serious. All the cases I remember was actually, um, you know, it was sexual abuse, like incest and stuff like that. And so there was like I knew. You could. It wasn't just there needed to be a casting out of a demon. There had to be some um, counseling of that situation, and then follow up. Not even just that 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 one time. So all that to say, I, you know, I didn't just dance around the issue a little bit, but the the medication um, part of it. There is there is a reality that it puts you. Uh, you can just sedate your mind where you have just no feelings. You know, you have these instead of troubled feelings, you just put everything on on flat. But it doesn't mean uh, the demons aren't it there. Heal you. It doesn't heal you. So I don't know if that helps uh, enough, but I'm trying not to be too definitive and saying it's never appropriate for that to be used. I say it's it's appropriate in the light of our absence of power. But the ideal would be not to have to do that ever. Yes. Okay. That's a great answer. You really answered that really well. Okay. Sarah says, in your discussion on October 17th, you spoke about family legacy. I have a strong Christian. uh, I have strong Christian parents and grandparents and have done my best to raise my four children. My ex-husband left in a very hurtful way in 2019. What can I do to ensure that my children can carry out a legacy? And what does divorce due to family legacy spiritually well first of all so sorry that you you went through that that's just you know horrible and so painful and um and we know there's so many painful family situations if we just opened it up in fact i can just kind of just feel across the airwaves those listening there's many 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 of you that have family situations and especially things in the last two or three years that have gone really really bad really wrong really less than, um, you know, what you were promised from the Lord and, and all that. And so number one, just don't, um, don't sentence yourself to worse than what God might have for you. By that, I mean, don't say, okay, we got a divorce. So I've put a mark on our family and don't, don't do that. You just don't have to accept that at all. He redeems absolutely anything and everything. And we invite him in. He's the redeemer. You know, yes. he took the Osama bin Laden of his day. Saul, who became the apostle Paul, came the greatest apostle seemingly. And and so he was he was killing Christians and he was best we know, killing and torturing Christians. And there's redemption for him. And so the whole storyline of the, of the Bible and the whole storyline of the genealogy of Jesus is what he's telling me right now <clears throat> is 
is so fraught with uh, imperfection. You know, you you go you go back and it's um, part of, you know, if you go to the genealogy even of Matthew one and it tells some of it and so you can pick up some of it there. But you realize, you know, Rahab, the harlot um, from Jericho, she that Jesus actually comes out of her lineage. Yes. And so she wasn't even a Jew, you know. And so out of that lineage comes Jesus. He also comes out of the Ruth. Uh, Ruth was a Moabitess and Moab, that's Lot and his two daughters thinking that there are no other people on the planet. They get him drunk and they have uh, children um, with them because they think they're, they're going to be, that doesn't clearly tell you the part I'm telling you right now, but the there's going to be no populace on the planet without them doing what they're doing. So you have storylines of, uh, uh, and there's other ones, but those are a couple of bad enough, a prostitute that's not even Israel. Um, then you have a Moabite. So that's not even Israel and it's incest. And so you have these mm -hmm. things are the lineage of Jesus. And, and he chose, he chooses to, he didn't have to, you know, he could have, uh, we assume could have picked a better lineage or one that didn't have such, uh, uh, <clears throat> especially the big name sinners in the scripture of that. But so anyway, you, you get the point, but um, grace of God on you. Um, and, and, and he's with you. He walks with you closer. Uh, you know, when there is, when you've been attacked a lot, he releases where there's more darkness, there's more grace and he's extended toward you. Just believe him for, um, for great things, for good things. And we also, you know, we just have amazing stories and testimonies of those who seemingly should not have survived anything who've, who've just come out of the worst case, um, abuse as in from their childhood we're going to run it this is kind of i feel like this from the holy spirit right now just we're, we're going to have to minister to i don't know hundreds of thousands or millions of people that have been trafficked mm -hmm. and they have been abused in the worst way imaginable and we got to be able to present to them that they have hope for uh not just normality Yes. Abundance in God, in, in assignment and in call and anointing. Yes. They have not they have not been so marked by the enemy that the grace of God cannot restore and make an amazing story out of them. That's right. That's right. That's beautiful. So beautiful. So there's always hope in Jesus. There is always hope in Jesus. And all you can do as a mom, I suppose I didn't really answer the legacy. You just contend for it. You know, there's a part of it that you can't guarantee. We can't guarantee. Uh, none of us can guarantee that our kids will respond the way we want them to respond. You can do the best. Uh, you can do the best you can right. and believe God and, yes. and, and, and trust God. And then as each one really kind of has their own journey of making uh, of, of, of making their own salvation personal and secure, then you see the goodness and kindness of God, but it doesn't mean, even if you do all the perfect best things, it doesn't mean there's no strain and, and it's not on your report card. You, you know, if we're going to judge parents by where their kids go, some people do that by, you shall know them by their fruits. And so if your kids go bad, then you're bad. In that case, you know, God doesn't really have a right to be God because he's our father. He's the father <clears throat> of us Talk all. About 
taking scripture out of context. <laughs> he has a lot of bad children, you know, so it's like we're going to take some. Sorry, God, you can no longer be in ministry. You're kind of the fruit of who you are. Uh, and it's kind of a mess right now. <clears throat> so, no, that's yeah. not applicable in that kind of way. Yeah. And tr uh, train a child up in the way they should go and they won't depart from it. So keep Says training them up old. in Christ. Yeah. yeah. You do your best. You call out to him. And, and, you know, I just believe part of this raising up and living before him is where we're going to see something in families um, yes, that we've yes. never seen before. We're going to see and we need it. We, we yeah. understand that people have been harmed. They've been harmed. Uh, just to say bluntly with vaccinations, they've been harmed with the food. They've been harmed with the pharmaceuticals. They've been harmed with every operation that comes from the tops of the seven mountains. They've been harmed with the education. They've been yeah. harmed with Hollywood, with the movies, with uh, the harm that has been extended to our families. If we could look across the families of the world at this time, and even if you're in some fancy city somewhere, it would look like you know Dresden after being carpet bombed uh, in World War II. This is what this is what it looks like, yeah. and it's and it's why we need and we're going to have this Isaiah 61 um, anointing and funding of the anointing that's coming as part of this new day. Uh, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon you; He's anointed you to preach good news and to set the captives free, to proclaim a new day, a new liberty, to liberate even generations that have been shut down for generations and to restore ruined cities. This is what we're headed to. This is what's straight ahead. This is the narrative that I invite all of you to embrace and move forward with. And whatever the events of the next couple of days, few days, whatever it goes into, there can be some aspect of it's more than that. Just outlast it. It's going into a good direction. The kingdom of God is going to increase of the increase of the kingdom of God. I'll say this, this I get from him right now. The level of the kingdom of God you see on earth right now is the lowest it will ever be. Wow. From wow. here on, it's going up. Mm -hmm. And in that kingdom is demonstration of the king's ways, of the king's presence, the king's power, the king's love, the king's justice. That's what's next. Before we close, Johnny, will you just pray however the Holy Spirit leads? Lord, we just thank you again for this time together. And Holy Spirit, I just I feel your presence. I feel your heart for your sons and daughters. I heal your encouragement for your sons and daughters. And you understand that this has been a time uh, of uh, a, a very tough time. And, and to the degree you've known what's going on, to that degree, in some ways, it's been more tough. It's been harder, but more arduous. And I thank you, Lord, for releasing across this program right now, just your encouragement, your spirit, your presence. Holy Spirit, would you release a fresh Acts 2 empowerment upon your sons and daughters that are listening and watching right now? Would you release the same boldness and power, the same boldness and power that came on your disciples, that even in the face of uh, directives, that if they didn't comply, they would be thrown in jail or they would be put to death. Lord, they became all the more bold. I just ask that this courage and boldness and empowerment, along with compassion, it all comes together. 
this empowerment of the Holy Spirit would be released upon everyone right now, Lord. Let your presence come. Let your power come. Let your presence come. Let your power come. Move, Holy Spirit. Physically come upon your sons and daughters right now. May they begin to reverberate with the joy of this new day, this third day, the third day anointing. Let it be released now. The airwaves across all those who are listening and whoever they might pass this on to. Thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Johnny, how can people follow you and get your books and get to know so, more about you? All right. So Restore7.org. And, you know, we have, we're also, Elizabeth and I are doing uh, up for discussion things. Elizabeth does her choose love. And that comes, we really are, are leaning on our rumble um, account, you know, is the Facebook thing, we just have to, uh, there's huge following there, but there's having to limit what you can put on there because you can see that they're looking for excuses to knock you off. So rumble is our, just like having to do here at Elijah uh, streams is, is mm-hmm. that's where, where you got to go. And so somebody, thank you. Somebody put that up. If you all go there. And also if you didn't know, if you click on the bell, I don't know anything about this, but I was, Elizabeth told me, click on the bell so you get notified when we're posting something new. So if y'all will um, do that, uh, it's, it's kind of new. We've been signing up there, but we don't know what kind of cutoff of social medias will take place or not take place. It seems good that we have Truth Social, that we have Twitter, that we have Rumble, um, that we have these other options, Gab and things like that. And so it seems like they can't knock us out everywhere. But we would we would love you to uh, connect with us that way. And then from our page, we're involved in a whole bunch of things all over the place. But you can find that out to the degree you have a desire to do that. And thank you for that. Well, thank you, Johnny, so much for being with us. Uh, we just love you and Elizabeth so much. You always come on Mondays and everyone is waiting. Like, what is Johnny going to say about what's coming? So thank you so much. We just honor and love you guys so, so very much. And tomorrow, you don't want to miss tomorrow's show. Uh, Steve's going to be back with Donna Clement Petruska. It's going to be an exciting day. We love all of you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Elijah Streams. God bless. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.